Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to talk about attention management and not time management. And for once, I don't get to do the introduction. <laughs> what this is about is really about practicing attention management, which is about maintaining control of where your attention goes. When you're working on something and your mind wanders, so for example, I'm here and I'm doing a business plan, for example. I'm working on that and all of a sudden a thing pops in my head to see we're working from home now. Oh, I can hear a noise next door. I wonder what they do in, in the next room. There's a, a child or a partner or whatever and you're thinking that's a distraction. Then do you follow that up? Oh, I'll stop now and I go and investigate. Another example could be, I'm doing that, oh, I must remember to ring um, so-and-so. I promised to ring and give them some information. Another way would be, oh, I forgot to put the washing on. That, how do you order your mind so that you can stay on task? In some cases, people in meditation and who's known to meditation can do this really well. Some of us aren't very good at it. So... I guess the most important thing is recognizing when you're wandering off and then mm. figuring out. I'm just wandered off topic. You can do two things. Then decide, no, it's just that that can wait. It's not life and death and it's not immediate. So I'm here and I plan to work on the business plan now or now I'm doing podcast recording. So even if something pops in my head, that has to quickly be dismissed because I'm actually live or I'm on the phone to someone. So remove distractions, recognizing when you actually, uh, you, your thoughts are being diverted and get them straight back online. Unless it is super urgent and or something came and it's life and death, don't stop. Because you stop, then you, you're going to keep encouraging yourself to not focus, uh, which is another way to say attention management is being stolen away from you rather than, and you're letting it and you're feeding it instead of correct. In some areas, it's known as the butterfly. So you, you can actually just say, oh, butterfly went past, you know, I got distracted, the butterfly went past, or there's a whole net of butterflies going past and I'm going to follow them. It can also be that you get distracted while you're doing something. So you go down the, the rabbit hole and go on all these different paths that you started out. And I know this is something that I will do. I'll start out working on a particular area of a website and then I'll think, oh, no, but I should fix that first. And I need this and I need this and I need this. And mm. it's all part of being able to do that first task, but I haven't planned any of that. And that comes back to not preparing for the task in the first place. And so what I've done in the last two weeks is I've gone back and on a Sunday night, the last thing I do before I go to sleep on a Sunday night is I do a list for the following seven days. And I put activities on that list because, as you know already, I am, I am the list queen. I have to have a list, whatever I'm doing. But what I've found I'm doing is I'm putting individual tasks on the, the list, whereas in the past I would have done something that said, oh, I have to make five videos. Well, this time round, it's do the storyboard for the videos, prep all of the equipment and, and things that I need for the videos, allocate the time for the videos. So I have an idea in my head of how much time these videos are going to take. 
And when it doesn't happen, you know, when one of those things doesn't happen, everything else gets moved to another time. And I don't just move it to the next day. I'll look at what else is on in the week and say, okay, this can't be done in this time frame. It's got to go somewhere else. And so the time that I've got allocated, I might move something else into that area and then adjust the times that I've got. And, and I have to say, for the past 10 days, it's working really well. I'm getting everything done in those days that I've allocated the things that had to, to move to other days. I've moved to days where I have been able to do them. I've had to pull a couple of long days, but not, not every day has been long. There's been days where I've had time that I didn't expect to have that was free to do other things. And, and I haven't looked for other tasks to do. I've taken that as my free time, as my success measure for having got the other things done. So that's probably something that I wanted to go on and talk about in terms of this particular topic. When you're managing your time and time management, it's really easy to not give yourself any successes, to say, well, I failed because I didn't get these things done or I didn't get them done in the time that I said I was going to do them. And we've talked previously, and some of our guests have talked previously about how you measure success, but I want to reinforce that it's you that has to measure the success. It's not about someone else giving you the tip for success. Don't wait for someone else to say you did a good job or that was successful or that or you did that right. You've got to allow yourself to have good days and you've got to know how you're going to judge that that is a good day without interactions from anyone else. I agree with having to measure yourself. And I found that for me, I'm trying to experience new way of my behavior or practice or working pattern and how I want to make it better or different. For example, I do love interruptions. So to me, this business of attention management, I think, oh, what for? I really like this when my mind's wander and I go from A to B. I'm, I'm more, what's the word? I, I feel like I can think freer and all mm. of that. Now I think, yeah, that is true. So I don't want to stop it altogether. However, how much did I waste by just going with that? So what I'm now working on and how I measure my success is how do I get it right in the right degrees? So for example, I allow some time for my mind to wander from A to B to Z. <laughs> and I liken it to when you're in an office and you love it when people come to your desk and interrupt you. Some people hate it. I love it. And when you can get up and walk and, and chat to other people. So to me, I now know that's part of my way of thinking, my way of acting and, and working. So I want to preserve that, but I don't want it to be to the point where it makes me totally inefficient. And how I measure is by I, like you, I decided I will give myself a plan for the day and meetings that I've already committed and then the time that used to be traveling between meetings, that to me was my mind wandering mind where I'm walking from one location to another, getting on a bus or whatever. And now I use that time and I consciously say, well, this meeting finishes at nine, the next one starts at 10, so I've got an hour. And that's when I physically walk around the house and I start let my mind wander and all of that. So when I am 
at the desk working on something or talking to someone, I'm 100% focused. You've got to, to cater for your personality as well. You, know? you do. And I think what we're talking about is that it's a combination of both. You can't just be attention management focused and you can't just be time management focused, that they are part and parcel yeah. of one another. And I hearken back to my training days. And when we were writing training courses, we knew that a normal training session in a, program, a day program, you would allocate 60 minutes for a topic. But we also knew that within that 60 minutes, only 40 minutes was, you know, that was the peak attention time for anyone who was part of the training course. So what we had to incorporate into that time management was that the attention management component of that time was 40 minutes of the 60 minutes. So there had to be some other activity in that 60 minutes that allowed people to have a little bit of time out, a little bit of attention wandering because you couldn't expect them to be on focus the, the full 60 minutes. It just, it isn't physically possible in a day. We also knew, and, and it's still to this day the same, is that the first session after lunch was called the graveyard shift because that was the time when people's attention was at its lowest in a general sense. You know, we, we all know about biorhythms and we know that we all have different times of the day when we, we're good and we're not so good. But in a general sense, in a group sense, that time after the lunch break was the worst time to be trying to, to do something. So I always had activities in that time and they only had to be 15 minutes, 30 minutes maximum that didn't require people to think too much. That it was just a, you know, often it was a movie or a video or, or just a fun activity that they had to do. I know that Juliana was involved in it. Of course I did where after lunch we went outside and we flew kites for an hour. And that yep. was an activity that had a basis in something else that we brought to light later in the day. But it gave people a physical activity to do it gave them time to let their minds wander or focus depending on who they were. But we were able to draw some conclusions out of that activity by observing them that we used later in the day. So not wasted time, but not focused time either. And that too, in, in what Juliana was saying earlier about allow, knowing yourself and allowing yourself the time management to match your attention management i guess is, is the best way of putting it is that know yourself know when you work best know when your attention is at its peak also recognize and not discount the fact that you might get distracted that you might need to be thinking about other things that there might be some overriding thing in the back of your head that is affecting everything you do in the day regardless of how focused you want to be you know it might be something that is completely unrelated to work and that happens you know we do have other worries do have other things we're concerned about that override our thought processes recognize that don't push yourself go for results not time spent on activities my words of wisdom for the day <laughs> <laughs> nothing that covers it well we will leave it there for you think about your attention management and your time management combine the two and you'll be much more pleased at the success that you give yourself but for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Pollyanna Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.